0: Welcome those who joined us online. The candle's lit today, so yeah. One of our members, Jeff Gast, uh, helped lead his mom, brother, and niece to Christ this week. So can we celebrate with Jeff? Wow. There is three that uh, all the angels in heaven are just rejoicing today uh, and this week, and we want to as well. We're we're continuing our series called different uh, because normal's not working. We know that this series is based on the Apostle Paul's teaching in Romans 12, 2, where he says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. In other words, be different. Let God transform you into a new person, changing the way you think. Uh, and as Christ followers, we're, we're called to think different, aren't we? AND WE'RE CALLED TO BE DIFFERENT THAN THE WORLD THAT WE LIVE IN, THE CULTURE THAT WE LIVE. THE MORE YOU PURSUE CHRIST, THE MORE DIFFERENT YOU'LL BECOME, THE MORE LIKE JESUS YOU'LL BECOME. Uh, THIS MORNING WE'RE LOOKING AT FAITH IN A FEARFUL WORLD. I WISH WE'D TALK ABOUT SOMETHING RELEVANT AROUND HERE. (laughs) FAITH IN A FEARFUL WORLD. MOST ALL OF US, I, I WOULD SAY, ARE AFRAID OF SOMETHING. In our lives, you know, it may be spiders, snakes, creepy clowns. Uh, fear comes in all forms. I, I did a little research and found a list of phobias, most you know irrational fears that people have. Like, and I'm going to butcher some of these uh, names because they're they're just they're just crazy, but. A blutophobia. You know what that is? The fear of washing or bathing. Fear of washing or bathing. Some of you may have that. I, I watched it during worship. Next uh, people next to you in worship who raised their hands and they were like, oh, and they moved over. You, know, you, know, so. <laughs> you get baptized, we'll throw you some soap. Okay. And then there's this one uh phobia which is the fear of relatives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one more family, one more family reunion is just going to send you right over the edge. Eh? All right. Uh, here's a fear you may not have heard of. This is the one I'm going to butcher. It's 30 it's 35 letters long. Deola phobia. That's the fear of long words. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding you, not. If you didn't already have that, if I didn't already have it, I just crea- they created it in me trying to pronounce the correct name. Some of you here today may have nomophobia. That's the fear of losing your mobile device, your cell phone. Uh, and you can probably guess what this next one is: Phobophobia. It's the fear of developing a phobia yeah, phobia. <laughs> well, most of those fears you're like, man, I don't, that's just strange and crazy. I don't have any of those. Well, what about some of the fears that all of us deal with from day to day? Like the fear of failure, or like the, the fear of rejection, or the fear of loss, you know, the fear of losing someone in your family, or your, your, your marriage, or your finances, or something happening to your family. Of course, this fear has become uh, just, just all too real in the last five or six months with the outbreak of COVID. Uh, it's been a season of uh, all of us living in uncharted waters, uncertain times. And, and we have seen uh, it cause fear go to whole new levels that we have never seen before in our culture. I mean, the only thing we've watched spread faster than COVID, the COVID virus is the fear of getting the virus itself. And uh, one, of the most, uh, one of the most countercultural things that you and I can, can do right now as followers of Jesus is to choose faith over fear. Uh, you and I can live this out and, and to go from fear-based living to faith-based living. Now, now hear me out this morning... When I say it would be foolish to downplay the seriousness of COVID, I think we'd all agree on that. Some of you here, have, your families have gotten COVID, or um, we have some people uh, who lost loved ones, you know, outside of our community through this uh, virus. And even though the virus itself seems to have weakened over time, God has still given us uh, common sense I guess is the right word there, to deal with it. We want to be wise. And even if you're here today and you don't agree with all the recommended uh, precautions that uh, are being taken for COVID, just out of love, you know, as we talked about last week, out of the spirit of unity, it would be wrong to just criticize those who do practice, uh, you know, uh, those precautions. And so It is in no way, I just want to say this, it is in no way a lack of faith for someone to choose to take precautions to protect themselves from getting sick. You know, we've all heard the stories uh, throughout the years. uh, Most of you heard these. uh, Old-timers that live back in the hills. I mean, my father-in-law, who's gone on to be with the Lord, he could tell you, back in the hills of Kentucky, uh, who attended snake handling services, (laughs) you know, at some church where the leaders would foolishly bring out venomous snakes and say, now if you just have enough faith, you know, you can pick up these snakes and never get bit. Well, they got bit. And even the leaders who encouraged the others got bit. And and that's not biblical faith. I mean that's just a gross misinterpretation of Scripture. And the Bible says we are to never test God. You'll never see that in Scripture except in Malachi where it says, uh, in in generosity, says, test me. But uh, the Bible says we're to never test God, we're never to presume on God, and He's given us common sense. So what is biblical faith? That's what we want to look at today. What does it mean um, for God's people to not live in fear? You know, Satan, our enemy wants to do everything he can to get us to worry, to fret, uh, to be feel anxious, and to live our lives in fear. And yet, all throughout the Bible, you'll read this, that we are to not fear. We're to be different. We're to live different than the culture around us. Did you know that the most repeated commandment in all the Bible is God's command for us to fear not. To fear not. 366 times in Scripture we are commanded to fear not. I mean that's one for every day of the year including leap year. God does not want us to go a single day without us hearing His words of comfort. To fear not. Don't be afraid. Second Timothy seven tells us us that God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's not from God, but of power. He gave us the power of love and sound mind. Uh, If you're dealing with fear, if you're dealing with anxiety, here's what you need to understand. According to the Word of God that I just read, God did not give that to you. That did not come from our Heavenly Father. He doesn't want you uh, to live your life uh, ruled by fear and doubt. And uh, it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear and that it, as Christ followers, we're, we're not to copy the behavior uh, and the pattern of, of this world. And we're not to live our lives in fear. We're to be different. And I'll, I'll just say it again. One of the most counter-cultural things that you and I can do as followers of Jesus Christ is to choose faith over fear. Amen? Amen. And to uh, go from fear-based living to faith-based living. In John 14, 27, look at Jesus' words with me. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And I imagine most all of us here today have had the privilege of Growing up in a home where our parents provided most everything that we needed, you know, food, clothing, shelter, that roof over our head, you know. Personally, I never once, growing up, worried about where my next meal was going to come from. Did you? I mean, my dad, my earthly dad, provided for me and my brothers. Food was something I never had to fight to get. Now, I will say growing up in a house with two brothers, sometimes I had to fight to make sure that my brothers didn't steal the food that was sitting on my table, uh, on my plate, and vice versa. It was the same, you know, sometimes my brothers would have to watch to make sure I didn't take their food. But food was something that we n- ever had to fight to get. But sometimes we had to uh, fight to keep it. If you're taking notes this morning, family, check this out, write this down. PEACE ISN'T SOMETHING WE FIGHT TO GET. PEACE IS SOMETHING WE FIGHT TO KEEP. AND uh, JESUS SAID PEACE I LEAVE WITH YOU, PEACE I GIVE YOU. WE DON'T HAVE TO FIGHT TO GET THAT. HE GIVES THAT TO US. THE MOMENT YOU RECEIVE JESUS CHRIST AS uh, LORD OF YOUR LIFE, AS YOUR PERSONAL SAVIOR, THE HOLY SPIRIT, THE BIBLE SAYS TOOK UP RESIDENCE in IN YOUR LIFE, AND HE GAVE YOU HIS PEACE. And you didn't have to fight to get his peace, did you? Uh, It was given to you by your heavenly Father. But mark my word, in the words of Scripture here, you and I have to fight to keep uh, peace. And we'll have to fight to keep it until we see Jesus. Satan, our enemy, who is a thief, the Bible says, Jesus said himself, wants to steal your peace. And so you have to fight to keep it. Uh, so how do you go about fighting to keep the peace that God has given you? Well that's what I want to talk to you about with the remaining time together here today. The Apostle Paul says in Philippians 4, uh, look with me there, Philippians 4 uh, verse 6, he says, "Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And look, look at the result. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Look at that phrase. And the order of it. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Aren't you glad that peace gets there before understanding does? <laughs> huh? I mean, there's a lot of things in this world I don't understand. And I'll never understand. But if I'll do what Paul says here, even if I don't understand it all... I'm still able to experience the peace of God which transcends all understanding. Now, there's a whole lot that this verse says and there's a whole lot it doesn't say. For instance, it does not say that you and I will never have to experience uh, the emotion of fear. You're going to have the emotion of fear uh, at times. I mean, living free from fear doesn't mean that you'll never experience that emotion or that you'll never be confronted by fear. IT SIMPLY MEANS THAT YOU'RE COMMITTED TO NOT ALLOWING IT TO RULE YOUR LIFE. WHEN when NECESSARY, YOU'RE GOING TO GO AHEAD AND DO WHAT GOD SAYS. YOU'RE GOING TO DO WHAT'S RIGHT. YOU'RE GOING TO OBEY, EVEN THOUGH YOU'RE FEELING THE EMOTION OF FEAR. SECONDLY, THIS VERSE IS NOT SAYING THAT YOU AND I WILL NEVER GO THROUGH DIFFICULT TIMES, HAVE SEASONS OF TROUBLE. YOU KNOW, JESUS WAS VERY CLEAR IN JOHN 16 when he said, in this world, you will have trouble. All right? Check it out. I mean, we like to declare all the promises of God, but nobody's making a t-shirt with that on it. You know? <laughs> I mean, hey, everybody, be sure to pick up your in this life you're going to have trouble t-shirt on the way out today. BUT NEVERTHELESS, IT'S TRUE. GOD NEVER PROMISED THAT WE WOULD NOT GO THROUGH DIFFICULT TIMES IN OUR LIFE. IN FACT, BUT HE DID PROMISE THIS. HE SAYS, I HAVE TOLD YOU THESE THINGS SO THAT IN ME YOU MAY HAVE PEACE. AS IN THIS WORLD, IN THIS LIFE, YOU WILL HAVE TROUBLE. BUT TAKE HEART. HE SAYS, I HAVE OVERCOME THE WORLD. I HAVE OVERCOME THE WORLD. DON'T BE ANXIOUS about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will oh, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What's Paul saying here? He's saying it's very possible for you and I to live our lives Without fear, without it being dominated by fear. God would never tell us to not be anxious about anything if it were not possible to do so. Amen? I mean, David said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from what? From all my fears. (laughs) There's a verse for you to memorize uh, in our season that we're in. Uh, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. FEARS. IN PHILIPPIANS 4, PAUL Paul's EXPLAINING TO US HOW WE CAN KEEP THE PEACE THAT GOD HAS GIVEN TO US AND then NOT ALLOW THE ENEMY TO STEAL IT AWAY. IN EVERY SITUATION, BY PRAYER AND PETITION, WITH THANKSGIVING, PRESENT YOUR REQUEST TO GOD. IN EVERY SITUATION, PRAY. IN EVERY SITUATION, REPLACE YOUR FEAR WITH FAITH. REPLACE YOUR PANIC WITH PRAISE. Uh, REPLACE your, your, YOUR WORRY WITH WORSHIP. David said, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you, God. Not, uh, notice notice what that says. When I'm afraid, not if, but when, David says. And he's also telling us that putting our trust in in God is not just a one and done kind of a thing, you know? That each day in every situation, we, we must continually put our faith and trust in God. So what are some of the negatives? What are some of the negative effects uh, of fear? Well, let's look at those. Number one, fear, uh, if you let fear dominate your life, fear causes us to live in denial. That's one of the things it does. Uh, and God doesn't want us to live in denial. I mean, faith is not denial. Uh, FAITH IS NOT PRETENDING THAT YOUR FAITH IS SO GREAT THAT YOU COULD NEVER, EVER HAVE ANY PROBLEMS OR ISSUES IN YOUR LIFE. THAT'S NOT FAITH. That's, THAT'S NOT EVEN REALITY. I MEAN, THE BIBLE SAYS, MANY ARE THE AFFLICTIONS OF THE RIGHTEOUS, BUT THE LORD DELIVERS HIM OUT OF THEM ALL. SO, EVERYBODY HAS PROBLEMS. IT DOESN'T MATTER HOW CLOSE TO GOD YOU ARE. EVERYBODY GETS SICK NOW AND THEN. EVERYBODY GOES THROUGH SEASONS OF DIFFICULTY AND HARDSHIP. 1 Peter 4.12 says, don't be surprised, don't be shocked when you go through painful trials. Uh, Don't be surprised when different problems come into your life. It's all part of life. That's just, I mean, we live in a fallen world. Why are are the problems and illnesses on this planet? Well, the Bible says ever since evil and sin entered this world nothing has worked perfectly. And uh, everything on this planet is broken. You know, the weather's broken, uh, the economy's broken, you and I's bodies are broken. They don't work perfectly all the time. Sin broke everything on earth. But living by faith, that doesn't mean that we ignore those problems and issues or circumstances going on in our life. Living by faith does mean that we choose to focus on God and how big He is and how great He is. It means believing that He's greater than anything that we are going through. Amen? Are you with me today? I don't know about you, but I found that everything is better with Jesus, including trouble, (laughs) you know? All right. Number two, another negative effect that fear has on our lives is that fear causes us to procrastinate, to delay. Fear causes us to put everything on hold. Uh, 366 times in Scripture, God commands us to fear not. Why does He tell us that so often? Well, I'm convinced it's because fear is the number one reason why you and I are tempted to avoid doing what God has asked us to do. God has asked you to do certain things. And when you have fear, you're tempted to not, to not follow through. What is faith? Faith is dependence on God. Faith uh, always involves dealing with fear, but, but going ahead and doing what we know we're supposed to do anyway. You know, what, what is the opposite of fear? Well, the opposite of fear is, is certainty, right? Uh, and when you know for sure something's going to happen... Fear's not an issue. You're not going to, it's not going to bother you. The psalmist says, when I'm afraid, I will put my confidence in God. Yes, I will trust the promises of God. Choose faith over fear. Let's read, I want to read together a story where Jesus was teaching his disciples how to choose faith faith over fear today. It's found in, in the Gospel of Mark chapter 4, beginning with verse 35 if you want to follow along. It says, On that day when evening had come, He, Jesus, said to His disciples, let us go across the other side. And uh, I had an opportunity to be on this water that they were at. And it's just amazing. It wasn't as big of water Uh see as I thought it was. He could see the other side of the bank. But it says, On that day when the evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go across the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat. And verse 37 says, A great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat. So that the boat was already filling up. And, and, but he, Jesus, was in the stern, asleep in, on a cushion. And the disciples woke him up and said, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Uh, and he, he awoke and, and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Verse 40 said, Jesus said to him, why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let let me give you this morning uh, three facts to remember when life rocks your boat. All right? Three facts to remember when life rocks your boat. Yes, you and I are going to go through seasons when we face storms in our life, where the waves are... Are crashing against the boat. Not only that, but the water's filling the, in the boat, and it feels like you're going down. We're going to have seasons in our life where we feel like, man, this is it. We're going down. Just remember, when that happens, number one, Jesus is still in your boat. All right, Jesus is still in your boat. The, I mean, yeah, we, we're going through times that we've never, unprecedented times that we're living in, uncertain times. Only God knows what's going to happen next year. Only God knows what's going to happen after the election. Only God knows what's ha- going to happen uh, if this virus is going to spike again or whatever. There's going to be another one coming along. You know, only God knows. We're living in uncharted waters. But remember, we serve a God who is unchanging. And Jesus said, fear not. Fear not. For I am with you. I am with you. I'm stealing your boat. And that's the promise that God makes to his children. HE SAID, I WILL WALK WITH YOU THROUGH THIS. I WILL NEVER LEAVE YOU OR FORSAKE YOU. I WILL BE NEAR YOU. I WILL BE NEAR YOU. I LOVE THIS, this QUOTE I'M GOING TO PUT UP HERE. On IT SAYS, PEACE IS NOT THE ABSENCE OF TROUBLE. PEACE IS KNOWING THAT GOD IS WITH YOU IN THE MIDST OF TROUBLE. YOU SEE, I don't, IT DOESN'T MATTER WHAT WE GO THROUGH AS LONG AS HE IS WITH ME. AMEN? Jesus is saying, I'm still in the boat there with you. Did you notice I'm with you? I know where you're at. I know your address and I'm with you, fear not. Number one, Jesus is still in your boat. Number two, Jesus, just remember this, Jesus is still in control, amen? He's still in control. In our culture today, the spirit of fear is kind of loose everywhere you look and the enemy, again, Wants to do everything he can to steal your peace, to make you feel anxious and worried and fearful. So sometimes we just got to stop and remind ourselves and remind the devil that Jesus is still Lord. He's still Lord and He's still in control. You know, it's interesting how every day we place our faith in countless uh, people and and things. I mean. We believe our legs will support us when we get out of bed. You know, Have you thought about that? We believe our boss will pay us uh, if we just show up for our job. Uh, well, you've got to do a little something. Uh, uh, we believe our brakes will help stop our car so we drive. You know, when we truly have faith in something, we don't fret, do we? We don't worry. Let me say this. You and I, serve a God who is infinitely more reliable than the finest car on the market. You know, in our story, Jesus is standing in that same boat that everyone thought was going to sink. And he's still in your boat. He knows your address. He knows where you live. And he is still in control. And you can trust him. You can trust him. Choose faith. Over fear. In our story, the disciples were like, Jesus, don't you care? I mean, what are you doing here? You're asleep. Don't you see we're going to die? You know? Jesus was asleep not because he didn't care. He was asleep because he was at peace and he was in control. Jesus said, What are you so afraid of? (laughs) What are you so afraid of? Yes, the waves are crashing in. Yes, the water's filling into the boat. But he says, I'm here. Did you notice who's in your boat? You know, I'm still in control. You know, the power of the storm is nothing compared to the powerful almighty God standing in their boat. I love Isaiah chapter 43. Listen to the words. This is what the Lord says. He who created you. Let this sink into your spirit this morning. He who created you, he who formed you, do not fear. For he says, I have redeemed you. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God. You are precious. AND HONORED IN MY SIGHT, GOD SAYS, I LOVE YOU. DO NOT BE AFRAID, FOR I AM WITH YOU. I'M WITH YOU. GOD DOES NOT WANT US TO LIVE IN CHRONIC FEAR. Uh, SOMETIMES THE LORD CALMS THE STORM, AND SOMETIMES HE LETS THE STORM GO AHEAD AND RAGE, AND HE CALMS THE STORM IN US. ISN'T THAT TRUE? Let me ask you this morning, what is robbing you of God's peace that he gave you? What is robbing you today of the peace that God has has given you? Remember, Jesus is stealing your boat. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, the Bible says. He is still in control. He is still on his throne. And let me just say this. uh, THE FACT THAT, uh, YOU KNOW, THE MIND mind IS A BATTLEFIELD. EVERY TIME YOU TURN ON THE NEWS, AND MAYBE YOU SHOULDN'T EVEN BE DOING THAT, I I JUST READ THE NEWS, I JUST SKIM IT, YOU KNOW, THAT WAY I DON'T HAVE TO TAKE IN ALL THE LIES, YOU KNOW, THE the STUFF MAKING, THEY'RE MAKING UP. EVERY TIME YOU TURN ON THE NEWS, YOU'RE GOING TO HAVE TO LEARN TO CHOOSE FAITH OVER FEAR, And, uh, AND TELL YOURSELF, you know what? God is with me. He is for me. He is bigger. He is greater. He is still in control. Amen. Amen. Jesus is still in your boat and he's still in control. And number three, he's still up to something good. Did you know Jesus is still up to something good? Yes, these are difficult days that we live in and it's not a pleasant time in history for any of us, but it is a great time for the church to be the church. It is a great time for us to be a light in a dark world. Uh, and God is up to something good here. I don't know if you realize it or not. The truth is we're living in some of the most exciting days ever for being a Christian. Uh, and, and so uh, God is at work and he's using this just to wake up the church for one across the nation. He's using it to wake up the church. And for the first time in 35 years of my ministry, The American church as a whole is being tested. I mean, half a church won't even go to church. And every everybody's going to soon understand what it really means to follow Jesus. And and I, for one, I get pretty excited about that. How about you? You see, faith, listen, faith grows best in uncharted waters. Faith grows best. In uncharted waters. And he's using, he's using 2020 this year to wake up lukewarm Christians. He's using 2020 to teach us to depend upon Him. And He's using this season to teach uh, a, a lost world. Uh, 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 he's using this to rouse a deaf world is what He's doing. And can I just say this? Don't allow this season of uncharted waters that we're in to cause you to forget that Jesus is as strong as He has ever been. He's the same God He's always been. He's the same God. If you, if you feel like you're up against the Red Sea with nowhere where to go, He's the same God. He's the one who parts the Red Sea. You know, He's still King of kings. He's still Lord of lords. He's still as powerful as He's ever been. And you know what? God delights, the Bible says, in courageous followers of Jesus. He delights in them. He delights in those who are strong, the Bible says, and courageous. And some of you may be living in fear right now, fear of of losing uh, something, losing uh, a business, a fear of losing, you know, maybe a financial hardship, fear of the market collapsing, fear of losing someone in your family. Jesus said, I'll take care of you. I am with you. I am near. If my eye is on the sparrow, I'll, I'll take care of you. That's what the scriptures say. And some of you, yell, yeah, like, but what if this happens? What if that happens? I'm going to say a prayer here uh, in closing today. I just want to, I want you to get it into your spirit that when you, whenever you, watch the news, or you see things going on in our nation that are concerning, to understand that He is with you. You can trust Him, and He's up to something good. And so today, I just want to ask you again, who and what are you putting your faith in? And what are you allowing the enemy to rob that peace. What's causing that? Be robbed from the enemy. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm putting my faith in the one who has conquered it all. (laughs) I'm putting my faith in the one who said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. God is wanting to teach each and every one of us here today to depend upon him, not on our own wisdom, not, not on our own thoughts, opinions. God is wanting to teach us to depend upon him. And as we close in in prayer, uh, we're going to have a song after that, and we're going to take communion. But let's just take a moment here and do business with God. Would you bow your heads with me? Thank you, Father. I just want to pray a prayer declaration over all of you today. Thank you, Father or who you are, we declare that you are still in our boat. In Jesus' name, we declare that you are still in our boat. We declare that you are still in control. And we declare that you are still up to something good. And Father, as as your children today, we trust that you are still powerful enough to proclaim peace be still in whatever is going on in our lives that's wanting to rob us of our peace. IF YOU'VE NEVER INVITED JESUS INTO YOUR BOAT, MAN, this is, THIS IS THE TIME TO DO IT. YOU CAN INVITE HIM RIGHT NOW. YOU JUST, just SAY, LORD, I, I WANT YOU IN MY LIFE. I WANT YOU TO BE LORD OF MY LIFE. IN YOUR HEART AND MIND, JUST SAY, JESUS, I GIVE YOU MY LIFE AND MY FAMILY, MY FUTURE. ALL THESE CRAZY FEARS. I'M NO DIFFERENT THAN THE WORLD. HELP ME TO, help me to PUT MY FAITH AND TRUST IN YOU. I BELIEVE THAT YOU DIED FOR ME ON THE CROSS. I receive your love and forgiveness in my life. Cleanse me, forgive me. And from this day on, I will choose faith over fear. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. amen. If you said yes to God today, I want to encourage you to go to the yes table. We've got some things there that's going to help you to grow. Uh, I want to thank all of you who've been praying for my wife, uh, Kathy, up here uh, most of you know, several, couple months ago, she was diagnosed with endometrial cancer. And this last week, she finished her seventh week of, in radiology uh, of treatment. And she completed those treatments, so, yeah. And the doctor says she's done great. See, we've, we've been practicing what I'm preaching today. And I just want to thank all of you for your encouragement, your, man, your, your letters, the way you, you're taking care of us. I mean, she's getting healed and I'm getting fat, you know? So (laughs) thank you for all the food and all that. And just loving us. And, uh, and we're just, the doctor says she's doing great. We're just believing over the next five years, they're going to say cancer free. Answer free yeah. Man, I want to tell you, both of us have felt God's comforting peace through this. I'm not saying that there wasn't a moment there of, yeah, emotion of fear, like, good grief, I don't want to do ministry alone. I, you know, there were, there were moments, but there was such peace. His Peace surpasses all understanding that, that came on both of us. That we, none of us, neither one of us was ever dominated by fear. And uh, we felt that comforting peace all through this. And he is that God who is, we're living it. He is that God who is never far away. And he gives peace that, that passes all understanding. She's gonna sing about it.